I meant to actually uh, text Mary and be like, hey, Kyle's going to be on the show. Could you, if you have it, send me a list of all of, or not Kyle, Charlie is going to be on the show. Could you, if possible, People send me a list. up all the time. You could send me a list of all of Charlie's questions because I want to ask them to him as my hot takes it segment. Yeah, I got to go to sleep at some point, man. Like, <laughs> a really long hot I mean, take segment. I got to put a baby It wasn't going to be all of them. <laughs> I asked but, great questions. Welcome to Rosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. When an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Beats, but Beats, but Beats, Beats in my head, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Uh, it's a it's a it's a damn good song, is what it is. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But you know what else is damn good? So we, we on the Brose podcast, you know, we, we listen. Four of us have been meeting now for what, one, two, three, sixty-five years, roughly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Combined. So it's nice to inject some new blood. Uh, inject some new blood, shift, change things up a little bit, and especially when we can reach out to um to gentle listeners who 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 have become inextricably woven into the fabric of the show. So uh, so I'm I'm very pleased to let you guys know that we have a very special guest bro for tonight's episode, frequent contributor, friend of the show, friend of us, the bros. Uh, one Mr. Charlie Brem, subject line bro body Charlie Brem. What's going on? <laughs> Hi everyone. How's it going, man? Things are going good. Yeah, thank you for, for, for coming to join us. I'm very excited to finally be chosen. I know. <laughs> chosen, so, yes. You've finally been volunteered <laughs> as tribute for the Rosé podcast. Very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm terrified I'll have to suffer through something I sent in, but I'm pretty confident that I have strategically spared myself that. Well, it's nice that you're confident. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, my thoughts are, uh, Charlie, why don't you let the, uh, the, the other lovely listeners know about the Patreon tier that you subscribe to, to get you onto this show. Mm, yeah. That's like the hundred dollar a month tier, yeah. right? Tier seven. Tier seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. That's about a hundred. I think it's uh, about a hundred dollars a month and you can get on the show. Wow. So we greatly appreciate you being our Patreon patron. Uh, Charlie. Uh, Charlie's giving me a look. I think he thinks the tier seven tier is seven dollars. Yeah, you haven't checked. Boy, your... that is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> mm. There's no refunds. No refunds. Well, you're probably racking up those credit card points at least. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I try to we'll be supportive we'll of y'all. We'll see if this show's bankrupting me or not. <laughs> look, if this is what pushes we'll me over, uh, there's other words at the end of that sentence. <laughs> We're off to a rolling start. Man. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be great. Uh, everybody's doing okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We got to get you. Got to get you a little more liquored up. I think this is obviously the problem. Yes, that's the. That's why I'm not not drunk enough. Nearly. I mean, we've seen Charlie uh, throw a couple back in the past. I, I know you've got it in you. Uh, well, I guess not yet. I, I guess well, we just not gotta. A, not yet, no. <laughs> Shots, uh, shots, yeah. shots. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, 
Yeah, wait, that, that, that's a way to make this show last for seven hours, is uh, if we start doing shots in the middle of the show, uh, just the five of us. But before we get too off of the off of the beaten path or off the reservation here, let's let's do a little spiel, shall we? Uh, now, the Brose podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. And if you listen to any of our previous, uh, my God, like 180 or episodes or something like that uh, before this, you know that the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a crisp, refreshing glass of wine. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air uh, with our with our trademark mirth, you know, the people streets are talking about it, the, the mirth on this podcast is something that we're kind of known for. So if you want your question answered on the air with that trademark mirth, uh, you want to email that question to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, but first, we should talk about what we are drinking tonight, right? Charlie. What are you drinking tonight on your maiden voyage here with us on the Brose podcast? Yeah, so I, I uh, had to make a panicked liquor store run uh, when I found out I was chosen. Um, <laughs> so I've gone with, uh, I tried to do Rose because this is my first Rose, Attaboy. but this is Prophecy. Oh, yeah. um, and I hope that it will inspire me with dark visions to better answer y'all's questions in a helpful manner. <laughs> Sweet. Dark visions are the way to go for sure. Someone else on here has had prophecy before, haven't they? I'm pretty sure know. me, Sean, and Tim Bolger <laughs> have had it previously. That's what. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I figured it was you. I figured it was you, Tim. Do you remember? Do you remember I've, I've definitely had it. Bolger definitely had it the first time we had him on the show. Okay. And then mm -hmm. I swear someone else had it. Charlie, what are your thoughts on prophecy though so far? Um, it could probably be colder. I did not think to put it in the refrigerator. Um, I like it. I think the, the swirling of the aether around, um, Ooh, the aether. Oh, I can't grasp the word for it. You know, like the sparkles that are just kind of always in the air around, but like they get bigger when they start coalescing in divisions. Okay. I feel like I'm getting no. more of that as I sip the wine. Okay. Like uh, I'm not I'm, okay, seeing so the future yet. No, but I'm okay, also okay, like okay. two sips it. And so, what <laughs> other drugs are you on for this recording, Charlie? I don't understand the question. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying to ruminate on that one. And Sean, yeah. uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Aveline, uh, a vegan wine. Wow. And yeah, and it is. It's fine. It's growing on me. It's a little bit dry, and it's nice. It's a nice summer wine. It's really hot in my room. I'm going to betray so, a complete and utter lack of knowledge of wine here. What did what makes other wines not vegan then? Um, I think they use uh sea, some sort of sea sea creature okay. in them. I, I think. think it's like oyster shells okay. or something like that are used in the uh the the filtering process mm, or something. Okay. That's right. Can't can't do oysters if you're vegan, man. It's not it's a, that's a no-fly zone. Which is a shame because oysters mm. are delicious. But uh, you, you, so far, so good? So far, so good. All right. <laughs> Mr. Hanson, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Biltmore Estate Zinfandel Blanc de Noir. Uh, the Biltmore Estate is one of them old North Carolina Vanderbilt buildings. Uh, that's about all I know about it. I was going to say, hey, that sounds familiar. I might have had this wine before. Distinctly possible. Um, but it is pretty good. Yeah. All the stuff on the back is essentially just uh, 
stroking the Vanderbilt family's ego, so I'm not going to bother reading any of it because it's bullshit. But uh, it's got a nice, it's Gross. got a relatively nice light flavor to it. And I almost forgot All to right. chill it, and then I, then I, I remember. <laughs> Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? Uh, so um, I am drinking Opichi Vino Bianco. It is imported from the Adriatic coast. It is crisp and citrusy. And I bought this to follow in the footsteps of Timmy because it's a fish. Huh? Yes, bottle <laughs> shaped like animals. It is basically a fish. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I have some of those more of those novelty bottles. I gotta poke around a little bit more. I- it was like I was looking around. I'm like, what should I get? Oh, this looks good. Oh, this. Oh, uh, that's a fish. Yeah. I need it. And it just grabbed. That's, like, that's the problem is that my my value system is I would look at two wines and one could be like rated 99 by like the wine certification board of, of Europe. And the other one could look like a bear. And I'd be like, oh, the bear is so cute. And I'd pick it up. And, yeah. <laughs> cool. It was also nine bucks. Uh, that'll also so. do it, yeah. Uh, I am finishing a bottle of the Pinot Project, which is a, uh, a bottle I've had for a couple months now. I drank on this show a couple of episodes ago. Did not finish, but uh, but we're in a clearing out the fridge kind of mood here. Uh, and the Pinot Project continues to be really good because it's a Pinot Noir, and Pinot Noir has very high floor for me. Uh, so if you like a good uh, a good dry red Pinot, Pinot Project, uh, Pinot Noir is the way to go. Uh, now, Rich, you have our first round of questions, correct? Uh, yes, I do. I almost forgot Great, that bro. I was doing that. Well, again, brosequestions at gmail.com. Don't forget to send those questions there if you want yours answered on the show. Uh, Charlie, status check. Feel, feeling good? Feeling, feeling ready to be uh, to be insightful and funny and, and you know, clairvoyant, I guess? I will try my best. That's all we can I'm hope for. I'm trying to bring my A game, so we'll see what happens. That's okay. Okay, man. Honestly, you know, even if you bring your B game, we have a tendency here to bring everything up to an A+. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far, A plus Kyle. Oh so yeah, far, yeah. A+. Wow, A plus Kyle. So, so Kyle's the other one. Yes, yeah. Charlie. Oh my God, why? That's like you the are fucking... such a dick. I thought that was a bit. I thought you were doing that as a is, bit, but you forgot it's no. notorious for dating people that look exactly like them, and it always causes confusion. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand I'm... the mistake that Richie's True, making, yeah. but I am Charlie. Yeah. You are Kyle's Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's the. Yes. I don't know why I keep thinking Kyle. Rich, can you bring up a couple of questions to ask to Kyle or Charlie, I guess? Whatever one you prefer. Yeah. So um speak up if you want so, him because like it's so, going into my ear. Well we're we're gonna we're gonna go uh Steven. Uh Stephen O'Bean, why don't you answer this one first? Um what's the best compliment you've ever gotten? You know what? The best compliment I ever get, and I get it I I've gotten it a couple times, is when anyone on the show anyone on this brose show says that I'm funny because I genuinely don't think that I am. And, uh, it's just such I no, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, that's not, I'm not, I don't think I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm boring. Right. I'm a bore, but I don't think, like, I don't find myself to be particularly amusing. And so whenever anybody says that, it makes me feel like all happy inside. So I'm like, hell yeah. So you're feeling yourself, we're yeah, gassing you up as like an A plus and you're feeling like more like a B, B plus yourself, but it feels good to, exactly exactly you get that it's nice to hear it's nice to feel like uh, it's nice to feel appreciated because i try Mm -hmm. to be funny i'm like i'm coming in swinging (laughs) but i (laughs) but i don't feel like i connect very often (laughs) and attaboy uh ryan uh ryan sweeten what's the best compliment you've ever gotten thank you mark thank you mark (laughs) 
Um, so there's there's two. They're kind of in the same space, oh. and it, 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 I've been getting it a lot lately. I have a bunch of streamers who, when they come to my stream, say that I am their favorite streamer. Ooh. So, like, it, 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 I'm like, oh my god, people actually like watching some schmo like me play fucking video games. Like, that's weird. Like, thank you. It makes me feel all nice and happy inside. And then it's, um, in this, in, in streaming, when you finish your stream, you raid, which is you send your viewers to a different stream. And I have been raided maybe once a week for the past two weeks. Or once a day. Or once a stream for the past two weeks. And it's like, to me, that's the biggest compliment. Because it's like, we're done. Have my community. And I'm just... Very I'm just nice. Like, that's... The parting shot. Go to Rich Wheaton Sweet. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... It makes me feel nice. It makes me feel like uh, all the stress, anger, and frustration I have while playing uh, Elden Ring is a little bit worth it now. A little bit worth All it. All Funko man. Pops finally paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. That's good. What about you, Tim? What's the best compliment you've ever got? That's Tom, by the way. Torm. Torm. <sighs> yeah. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, because I don't take compliments well. I Just mm. because I assume everyone's always lying to me. Um. Oh. But I've definitely repeatedly been told that I just look cuddly and snuggly. And I was like, it's not what I'm going for, but I'll take it. <laughs> I like to snuggle. Cuddly and snuggly. Yeah. And most people would settle for just one. Yeah, and no, I, I get both. Well, you're an overachiever. It's, I, I, agree, <laughs> I guess. It's either comments like that or just like, you got a big ass. And I'm like, I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. Taking it as a compliment. Thanks, bud. So that, that story again, Tim enjoys being objectified. <laughs> Please objectify me, Daddy. Yeah. Wow, you've, you've got <laughs> yeah. You've, All right, you've got you. You also have a nice ass, Tim. So mm -hmm. just got throw it out there. <laughs> Thanks. All right, uh, we're gonna move off the ass talk to Charlie. Charlie, uh, what <laughs> compliment? What's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Unless if it, can, if it, if it has one, to be your ass, it can be your move ass. Off the ass talk. <laughs> well, I have like two different stories where this is relevant. Go, go right ahead. Like, first of all, I guess, like, I don't know, on my rugby team, I was running for president, and, like, one of my teammates somehow let people see pictures of my ass, and then I got elected vice president. So, like, that was very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, similar but different vein, I was working in D.C., um, and a woman in the drive-thru of Popeye's um, asked me if I was from Georgia, and I said, no, it's just a rental. And she said, hmm, well, I knew mm. I saw a country boy. And I kind of thought that was the end of the conversation. And then I walked away, and I, like, thought I heard a voice behind me, but, like, surely I was mistaken, because, like, the disembodied voice said, you hot, you can get it. Um, <laughs> and then, I know this sounds made up, it was very surreal. <laughs> Um, and then I, I turned it. around and she stared into my eyes Ooh. and said, you hot, you can get it. And like, mind you, this woman was like plus or minus 10 years of my parents' age. So like, while it was very flattering, mm. I'm not usually one for cougars. Um, in a more serious sense, um, recently at work, I was getting a lot of praise because they've been sending me to Houston 
to actually help train people up in groundwater sampling. Um, and I got complimented on how good I am at mentoring the, the newer guys, which did, that's good. That does mean mm-hmm. a lot to me that mm-hmm. like people trust my experience. Yeah. Not as much as people believe in my I'm, ass, but like, yeah, it's up there. I'll say that's almost half as important as having a good ass. Yeah. You're a good almost. teacher and you yeah. got a good ass. It's like, yeah. What else your best anyone compliments? want? Exactly. Robust business acumen and robust cheeks. Um, <laughs> So I early in, in uh, years ago, I used to get compliments that I had uh, where people were like, oh, you know what? You've got a you've got a voice that sounds like it, it was mostly people that, that at my office were like, you sound like you should be on radio. And at first I was like, why? Thank you. But what I realized eventually <laughs> is that the people who were like, oh, it sounds like you should be on radio. What they really mean is that like they you sound like that you should be like the PA announcer at a minor league baseball game. Because like, that's the voice they really think of. Like they're not thinking of like you're listening to KR nine KR six FM. They're they're thinking like, would the owner of a red sedan license plate number six F five J K H please report to security? That's license. That's what they're thinking of when they say that. So uh, the comment that I got was, "You sound like you should be running the PA system." Which fine, I guess. Um, uh, failing that, I guess. I had one person who said that they listened to this show and said that I remind them of John Gonzalez, who was at the ringer at the time. And I was like, cool, because I love John Gonzalez. Like he's a, he's a good writer and a good, pretty good podcast host. Um, and there's probably one that actually speaks more to my character. Uh, but because I am I am a purely surfs level uh, shallow individual, I don't, I don't remember it. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll stick with the ones that are are. Uh, that I've already said. <laughs> Matt, I would go to every minor league baseball game that you announced. The Foxy Frozen Vegetable fifth inning. Every every out this inning recorded will result in a free bag of Foxy Frozen Vegetables to section number 401. That's me! Oh, that's mine! Sweet! Yeah, sweet. You look at your ticket. I get frozen vegetables. That's great! That was an actual uh, Reading Phillies uh, promotion. Really? Yeah, that was a, This is oh god, this is like ten years ago, and they were still Reading Phillies. They're the Reading Fightins now, I think. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but they were Reading Phils. They had a Foxy frozen vegetable inning, and for every at bat, they would rotate like a different section. And your section was the the winning section when the Phil quartered and out. You got a free bag of Foxy frozen vegetables. I think our section also went home with free loaf of Strowman's bread at some point. So we were really like, it was just like, boy, if we could say it was as nice two and a half dollars of savings at the grocery store for going out to the, to the, to the ball game that night. Nice. Nice. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, man. It's minor league baseball. They're willing to try anything. Any other um, <laughs> compliments you guys have gotten? Uh, I'm constantly told at work that I do great work. When I don't understand how I do great work because mm-hmm. I don't even know what I do, <laughs> but that happens, right. I guess. All right. Yeah. Recently, got an email praising my professionalism in a uh, massively unprofessional, ongoing situation. <laughs> nice. I appreciate nice. That, that, that's nice because yeah. some of the stuff you told us about your job so it seems to me like you're, you're consistently teetering on like thinking about being unprofessional at most times your job. Well, luckily, there's like one or two offices and a couple people that I uh, legitimately trust that it's like, cool, if I hit that point, I just go to there and I'd be yeah. unprofessional in that office where there's no one to listen. Uh, <laughs> all right, then, Rich, what is our next question? Next question. 
What do people misunderstand about you the most? I don't dye my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I, I have gotten that. I was like, oh, do you blonde dye your hair? Because my, my wife's hair is blonde and my wife dyes her hair. So I, I, it's not necessarily an association thing, but it's like, well, you have blonde hair. Obviously, you dye, yours, you dye your hair. There's, nobody has blonde hair nowadays in tw- 2022, you dope. And no, it's, it's yeah, blonde Blondes hair. just don't <laughs> exist anymore. Blondes just do not exist anymore. Uh, uh, Rich, what do people misunderstand about you the most? Um, I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't. I don't often get into situations where like people are are wrong about me. (laughs) People read you like a book. Yeah. Like yeah. a fucking book. Yeah, one look at Rich, and they're like, "Yep, we know." <laughs> I clocked him. I, <laughs> I mean, it, I, that might it might be more of I don't really often meet new people, or like I I don't know. I can't think of anything where some like oh, like I'm 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 the exact opposite or on the contrary type of things. Like, so nobody sees you wearing the Incredible Hulk shirt. And goes, oh, it's Bruce Banner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, everyone, everyone well, is. Look at him. Yeah, everyone assumes that I'm Bruce Banner when I wear that shirt, which I can't that's, find that's that. Tough sh- to beat. I honestly can't find that shirt, and I wanted to wear it like last week, <laughs> so I'm upset. Uh, Charlie, what do people understand about you the most? I've been like mulling this over <laughs> since it like started looping around the circle. Um, the last time that I feel like I was, I feel like I'm usually fairly well understood. The last time I feel like I caused intense confusion was when (laughs) Tim and Martha were over for board games and I asked, is the clock on the ceiling or the floor? And Kyle couldn't wrap his head around what I meant by ceiling because he thought that the clock would just levitate up and not rotate around the wall. And I had to explain to be, on, to be like, honest, you need you to be able to see to the us. clock for it to matter. So the clock is obviously on-, on the ceiling facing us or on the mm. floor facing us. Mm. It wouldn't just levitate up because then it would rotate the same direction both ways. <clears throat> to be fair to Kyle, levi- the, the clock levitating to the ceiling is just a little bit <laughs> less believable than somebody putting a clock on a ceiling willingly. Well, people put clocks on the wall, and it's a shorter distance to rotate the clock from the wall to the ceiling right. than from the wall to the floor. It's also a lot easier to do that when the clock can do it on its own by levitation. Yes, <laughs> if we lived in a fantasy world with floating clocks. <laughs> yeah, we would, yeah, that's true. We wouldn't want to be ridiculous about this. Uh, <laughs> so that's what people misunderstand about me. So that was the last time you felt misunderstood was the clock ceiling question. Yeah, Kyle called me crazy and I haven't really gotten over it yet. <laughs> you did. You did. I actually like the idea of, of, of having an extra character on the show where Charlie is talking to like an invisible friend, but it's actually Kyle. What I love is that... Before you even <laughs> mentioned me and Martha being there, I was like, "This is gonna be the clock thing. This is gonna be the clock thing." I knew it. Well, I'm I'm usually very easy to figure out. That's yeah, why, yeah, like, yeah. I could only come up with the one thing that confused yeah. people. Mm. That one question. Yep. One question. Uh, Sean, what do people misunderstand about you? Um, this is hard because I again, like I like everyone else, I feel like people kind of get me. I think I'm I'm not too I'm not too hard to get. I'm not there's not a lot going on, but I think one thing that people kind of uh, 
get wrong about me is that I have like a very wide berth of emotions. Like I'm, I feel things like a lot. And I think a lot of people think I'm way more even keeled than I am. You know what I mean? Like, I think people, no, that's that's believable. Like, I think, I think like it's the, like the deep sadness that I feel, I kind of like keep that on the inside. So I think people misunderstand that I don't like feel that way a lot. Like, I think you get the idea, especially if you listen to the show that I'm kind of like, you know, upbeat, happy most of the time. But like, there's a lot, there's a lot that I'm not, I'm, I am, I'm multidimensional. Yeah. I am a full person. You contain multitudes. Exactly. We yeah, all you're do. full of contradictions. And like, and like, that's the thing. Like, people imagine like, oh, I've, I'm, I have a range of emotions. Like I have, you know, I have a wide range of emotions. Like people assume like, oh, you're probably laugh hysterically or crying. But like, when was the last time you felt really sad and were you bawling your eyes out? Non-stop, mm-hmm. or were you like sullen and 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 kept it like? There's, there's different ways of being really sad. There's different ways of being really happy. Exactly. There's different ways that you express that. Yeah. Uh, boy. Yep. Uh, Tim, what about you? Um, more often than not, uh, I I was I was thinking about one way, which would have been like people see tend to see me as very very confident, and I'm very very not. Uh, it's just I fake it till I make it more often than not. Uh, so I essentially psych myself out that there's no point in not in, in second guessing myself and just going ahead. And they're like, Oh, you're very confident. And it's just like, Nope, fucking winging it. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, mm. and then, and then Sean's perspective of just like, I, I almost always have some sort of happy, happy go lucky, uh, perspective. And like, I will joke in the darkest way and people are just like, oh, that's funny. I was like, I'm dying on the inside. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I guess coming to a new job that has such a wide variety of uh, people and from different socioeconomic backgrounds and different regional backgrounds and stuff like that. Uh, it's really confusing to people when I can relate to them in a way that is genuine and authentic because of my experience with so many people. Uh, because people are just like, oh, white kid in management, pretentious son of a bitch, mm. probably just looks down at all of us. Mm-hmm. And like, as I've talked with people, I was like, no, like I, I've been an hourly. Employee. I only look down on some of you. <laughs> I can't look down on any of you. I'm short as fuck. <laughs> Which I is. have made those jokes. Like I that sounds didn't. like a lack of effort on your part. To be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you well, could most get of stilts. the jokes. Most of the jokes are all right. Let me go get a stepladder and then I'll look down at you. Like I have absolutely made there that joke go. because we have stepladders. But and that like I'll be talking with somebody and working through them with something, and then I think my favorite example was um, I don't remember somebody's essentially said like they thought i was ignoring them I was, and, and i responded with something along the lines of like you got me messed up and they were just like wait what 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 city are we in right now <laughs> because that's not something you expect to see from a or hear from a white seemingly suburban management level person it's like you just don't mm-hmm. so and like it's like, and, and it comes across in a genuine way that it's just like, what, what the f- white boy, get that shit out your mouth. It's, it doesn't come across that way. Um, that was the best example, but it also goes to the redneck route as well. And I just fit with everybody. 
I don't know what the point of that was. I, I, can't, believe it's, I can't believe it's been three and a half years, and this is the first time we've heard a sentence, white boy, get that shit out of your mouth <laughs> on the show. It's, it's finally, you cross that off of your brose bingo card, everyone. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Bingo. It's about that time. <laughs> uh, boy. I've had all this time. <laughs> I still don't know if I got a good I, one. I, I actually did come up with one, if you okay. still need more time. Go, go for it. Um, I'm not actually as angry as I may seem. Even if I'm disappointed, I'm not angry. It just mm. is what it is. Uh, and to explain that, we went out to dinner today. We went to uh, La Esperanza out in, in, in Lindenwall. And uh, I ordered something expecting something else. And what I got was not what I was expecting. And it was kind of like a boring dish. Because we went to a Mexican food restaurant, and all I got was grilled chicken breast, rice and beans. And I was expecting something else. And the first thing that came across the table from my mom was, why'd you get something so boring? And I'm like, I didn't. I thought I ordered something. And, and then I got, I got disappointed at what I ordered. And they're like, well... We could give you this. We could give you. That. They're trying to, and I'm like, no, it's fine. Like this is what I ordered. It's fine. I don't care. It's fine. And they continue to try to make me feel better when I already am not mad. Is the rest the restaurant staff or your family? my family? And I'm like, yeah. I'm not mad. Are they, are they, are they, if your reputation's so far from <laughs> yeah. you that these like wait staff people were like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> ticking time bomb. We just gave them all. Yeah, the no. But it's like if if the if the restaurant person heard me say like I thought I was ordering something else, and they came and he's like, is this not what you wanted? Can we get you something else? I probably would have been like, yeah. Can I get something else? But I don't care. And so a big deal was made about it the entire time, and I'm like, it's fine. It is fine. I don't care. But it, I, I may have seemed more angry than I actually was, and I'm just, I'm not that angry about it. It is what it is. Like I ordered this, I deal with it. It's fine. All right, all right. So Rich is not a, the, the 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 rolling ball of rage that we all interpret him as being based on the, the <laughs> yeah. The market well, the the, show. he did he did lose his Hulk shirt. Yeah. He lost the Hulk shirt. Lost the shirt and suddenly is is uh, docile as a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can understand thinking I'm an angry person because I'm the one known for standing in front of trucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually that angry of a person. I just do what needs to be done. Well, at least he didn't yeah. smash the truck. Yeah, just exactly. Flipping it over. Hulk doesn't just smash. It. Uh, boy, I, I really Hulk smashes Hulk with smash. consent. Don't know if I got any other misinterpretations besides the the, the stupid hair joke I made like 20 minutes ago. Uh, this is it really, I, I, I try to lay it all out there for the most part. I guess I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm diplomatic in the way that I talk with people that I don't know. And I, I, perhaps that comes off as me not having an opinion, but I, I do. I'm just, I sort of like to feel out people a little bit before I start spilling my guts, uh, and, and getting like true statement, like, like, uh, un, uh, candid, unfiltered statements on, on life or situations or people, kind of want to know you first before I do that. And so I, I tend to be very diplomatic with my words when I'm first getting to know people. Uh, but uh, but that's it. And the fact that we host a, a weekly podcast where I spend 90 minutes saying that, like, yo, everybody should just 
Twitter is going to be terrible no matter what. Elon Musk can do what he wants. Like that, that should be proof enough that I have no problem with, with expressing an opinion when I've gotten a comfort level. So I don't know. I, that's all I can think of. I, I, I generally don't think it misinterpreted that much. Yeah, I think I think the most of us are very straightforward people that um, like not saying we're all open books, but we're all there's not a lot of assumptions about us that are wrong. Hmm. yeah we all know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know sean's the funny one tim's a smart one i'm the handsome one and you know rich is the rich is rich is the the, the gamer guy yeah everybody fulfills yeah, their role yeah. <laughs> rich is the godzilla one yeah people <laughs> used to assume i had hair mm. mm-hmm. oh no, wait, no 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 i guess wait, wait wait we got five of us now we're gonna do it's spice girls everybody's a spice girl which one are which one are which Hmm. Charlie, Tim's you get first crack. Sporty, uh, posh, scary, baby, and what's the other one? Ginger. Ginger. Tim's, Ginger. Okay. Tim's baby because he's the shortest. Oh, uh, yeah. He's also the youngest. Gonna, he's also, also the, also the youngest. youngest. That's the easy so, answer. Yeah. <laughs> are, are we going to um, use the cop out that uh, Charlie is Ginger? <laughs> I I feel like I'm mm. the only one that can. <laughs> um, I. You got the best argument. Based on the the anger assumptions of me, I'd probably be scary, maybe, because mm. I could yep. scare people. <laughs> yeah, right, Matt Sean, is sporty, and so Tim or so Sean is posh. Uh, yeah, I definitely am not sporty, so I'll go with, I'll no, go with Matt's posh. Matt's definitely sporty. <laughs> All right, sport. Sean. Okay, perfect. We did. I married right, David gotta... Beckham. Hell yeah! Go so, team. <laughs> yeah, that, man, you're is that really, our... uh, locked out on this one? <laughs> Uh, is that right. our uh, our Halloween costumes now? Uh, uh, for for this year, we're we're gonna do a group costume as the, the Spice Girls. I mean, hopefully, mm-hmm. if okay. we had any, if we had any good sense, that's what we would do. Uh, <laughs> Rich, what's next? Uh, I'm just gonna take a, a step back and and let you guys answer mm-hmm. this because uh, how did you meet your spouse or significant other? Hmm. How do we meet? I like, how, I, like how I'm pon- I like how I'm pondering this one. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like huh, <laughs> hmm, that's an interesting question. Hmm. Uh, who wants to go first? Char- Charlie, you're our guest. How'd you meet your, uh, your SIG other? I. It's funny because, like, I feel like it's like a vestigial method that, like, people don't use anymore in that, like, we met specifically through OkCupid, okay mm. like back when people were using websites and not apps. Yes. Um, so like, it's like a, a fun numbers game. If you're like a gay man in the suburbs trying mm-hmm. to date, it's a little bit tricky to like, like when I was in college, I went to Kutztown, which is a very mm-hmm. gay college. So like you, you would just meet people. Um, and then after I graduated, I didn't really like accidentally cross paths with other LGBTQ, et cetera. Um, so we, yeah, we literally just met on OkCupid. I was one of those crazy people that like, if they gave me a survey, I filled out the survey. And when someone messaged me, I compared answers. And if people had like different political opinions, I would just be like, did you, did you even look at where I stand on <laughs> these things there was like one dude that had like very 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 intense feelings about women should always shave and always wear makeup and i'm just like you are a very large bear of a man that has no personal hygiene for yourself (laughs) that is exclusively into other men 
why would you even bother with this opinion? Why is this even relevant to you? Why are you wasting my time? Um, but I gave him a chance. <laughs> no. Um, no. Kyle, Kyle messaged sure me. Enough, I came to talk now. about... I was in the middle of watching uh, an anime called Shaman King, and Kyle had like watched it in the 90s when it was actually on TV, so we started making small talk about that. Um, and I mean, he was an anthropology major. I was one class away from being an anthro minor. If I have a type, it does seem to be anthropology majors based on my dating history. Um, so, I mean, nearly nine years later, we're still together. So that's something. Mm-hmm. There you Cute. Go. Awesome, man. Very cool. Well, okay, keep mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, it was a weird <laughs> era. Yeah. I remember I, I did that for a little bit, like, God, like, yeah, like around the same time, like eight, nine years ago at this point. And, uh, and I remember me, there were matches with somebody there, uh, on there. And it was like, oh, this is like this, this cute girl. And she lo- said she was interested in the flyers. And then it was like, in a relationship, yes. And I'm like, well, then what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> what, 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 come on, what? She wants to invite you to the polycule. Well, be fr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I didn't immediately express some, like, like, crazy interest and so she was like ah never mind i don't want to talk to this guy anymore but i'm like what what we just trying to uh, eating some pals on okcube <laughs> just two buds hanging out uh, <laughs> uh did i ahead, did i ever tell you guys why i stopped using okcupid no we updated the terms of service and you were like no sir yeah yeah <laughs> i can't I didn't read all read this it, so <laughs> the hulk the hulk doesn't read is what it is but no um where so uh back uh, when OkCupid was a thing, I had a friend who now met his now wife through OkCupid. And I was having trouble finding people. I was having trouble getting matches. And so he like was like, uh, <laughs> me and so-and-so can uh, can can uh, help you out with your OkCupid profile. Like, we can go ahead and um, try to uh, make sure, like... People would make, like you're interesting, or whatever, and blah blah blah. We can help you out. I'm like, you know what? Sure. All right, sure. And and he's like, well, you know what? Just send me our login, and I'll take a look. And me and Sarah look at. It. I'm like, you know what? Fine, whatever. It's a good friend. Sure. So I send him my login, and uh, he goes through, and he's like, yeah, your profile doesn't seem to have any red flags or anything like that. I just, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm not really trying. It's just like if so, if I match, I match. If I don't, I don't. So I'm like going through some people or whatever and one person messages me and I go through their profile and I was that person where if they messaged me and I wasn't interested I just didn't respond. I know I'm a jerk for that but it's just, I wasn't interested I'm not gonna, not saying I'm not gonna waste my time or your, but it's just I'm not gonna respond. I don't really think we have anything in common to talk about. You know, saying like out of office. This you know, Thank for your email. <laughs> yeah. If you need immediate assistance please contact my brother. <laughs> this dude then started having conversations with this chick as me through my behalf on my behalf and then reached out to me like a few days later yo why don't you message her and blah 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 she seems pretty cool i'm like we have nothing in common dude besides phillies like there's nothing there i'm not interested and i go in and i see that he was talking to her profile gone i'm like all right i'm just i'm done with this app i'm done with it 
And, well, that's uh, fucking weird. Friend of the show, yeah. And I did that for our buddy, uh, for our buddy Key once back in the day. Like we we we, we made a profile for him because like, yo, Key, come on, man, you got to get on there. You got to have a good time with this. And he was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. We made him a profile. And then what I found later was that um, Key was not using his profile, but Bennett kept locking in as him and kept favoriting girls that Bennett was interested in uh, under Key's profile. <laughs> It was like a completely <laughs> useless one-sided profile. It like could you know, gain nothing out of it. But Ben, it was you know, yeah, you, you could do his thing. <laughs> so like years and years and years ago. By the way, this is not a yeah. an evidence of recent behavior on any of our <laughs> on any of our parts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so who 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 wants to tell their meeting story next? Mine's pretty easy. Uh, I went to a St. Patty's Day party at uh, Shea, Kaznell, and Gaida mm. way back when in the 20, 2012. Uh, I took off the entire... I, 22, 2000, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the distant future, the year 2000. <laughs> exactly. Uh, of which I had hair at the time, and I had dyed it bright fucking green because it was St. Patty's Day weekend. And it was the first weekend that I, like, had off after working at Wawa for way too fucking long. Uh, So I knock on the door. And most of Matt's parties, um, it's like I know everybody there. So I was not expecting to meet someone new. So I knock on the door, bright green hair, expecting to make a relatively funny entrance. And then... Martha opens the door, and I'm just like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) To which... Matt and Vince moved. (laughs) And I was just like, am I at the wrong place? Because I legitimately thought I was at the wrong place. (laughs) And then uh, Sean Temple reaches over Martha, because he's just much taller than her, and essentially says, hey, Tim, she's off limits. And I was like, what? (laughs) What does that mean? Mm. Mm. Uh yeah, and the rest is history. Remember, I don't remember that part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you were like in the kitchen or something like that. But I kind of think I remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah, Sean part. just immediately is like, "Hi, welcome to the party. She's off limits. She's engaged." I was like, "I don't even know who she is yet. What the fuck, Sean?" <laughs> Didn't yeah. realize I was that much of a whore. Wow. Yes, I did. Yes, yes, that's how you met your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's how I met Martha. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a romance, man. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Sean, how'd you meet Mary? I met Mary. Like Charlie, I met her on OkCupid. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's what's up. Woo! Um, yeah, I don't... I think it was just like... It was just... I met her. We both just matched. And we talked. And she was like, is it okay? She was like, I just want you to know up top, I have a kid. And I was like, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I was. I was, like, I was so much younger. It, you're like big deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm six foot tall <laughs> and super strong. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah. We went. We went. Our first day. We went to um, Philomoka, and we saw a uh, poetry slam. And yeah, and it was dope. And she was super cool. And she remains super cool mm. to this day. And that's why we're still together. That's a good story. <laughs> nice. Good story, man. Woo! Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, it's not super interesting, but it's like, it's what happens. Yeah. You meet someone, and that's, then you figure out that yeah, you're, you're cool with them. Honestly, I, I feel like that's a lot of millennial dating now. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we matched or met online. Like, mm-hmm. 
It's just it's it's the the era that we're in essentially. Um, Yeah. So I met my wife in college. We did not start dating until several years after college, uh, but we met uh, like my second or third day at Duquesne. Uh, the way it worked was that Duquesne, they broke you off into like orientation groups to get used to, to school and like teach you where to go and like all the social activities and all that. And, uh, I lost my orientation schedule, did not go the first day. Uh, just lost it. I was like, yeah, I'll just not go. And then, uh, finally I uncovered it and went to the second, uh, day of orientation with my group and, uh, and Jen was there and I was wearing an ACDC hat and, uh, she sarcastically said, nice hat. And I did not, I did not uh, uh, interpret the sarcasm directly. And I went, "Thanks." And I went and sat near her. And, oh no! <laughs> they said I was serious. What have I done? Uh, but then we struck up a friendship because uh, we we wound up uh, running in a lot of the same social circles. And uh, she she was friends with one of the uh, she was classmate with somebody on my floor. And uh, later on, we found out that we both had a shared love of the band Coke and Cambria and a lot of other bands from our high school days. And wound up going to a lot of concerts together. And uh, and then a couple years after college, after she came home, after she was on her program and came home after school. Uh, we spent a lot more time together, and then uh, eventually I was like, "Hey, uh, hypothetically, uh, can I take you to dinner sometime?" And she said, "Hypothetically, yes." And uh, and sure enough, then we hi- <laughs> no, we didn't. And do you it. still no. haven't had that. No, dinner. it's been no, too it's, bad. It was hypothetical. It in on nine years now, and still haven't done it. Hypothetically, though, we did get married, and hypothetically, we did have a child. So, uh, so I mean, one of these days we'll get around to that dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll eventually, like. Eventually. I kind of I kind of want to hear her side of the story. Like, did she just know you as Hat Guy for the longest time? <laughs> I think she actually figured out my name, but uh, I mean, Hat Guy was probably like the the one the, the one like oh, it's that that doofus with the hat. But he's uh, but he also was wearing, <laughs> so the thing is I was also wearing Eagle shirt, so she was like, okay, we're out in Pittsburgh. I know that he's probably from close to where I grew up, and he's one of the few people who is around here. So. You know, maybe maybe we've got some some shared interests on that front, even though he's wearing that stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> ACDC lightning bolt hat uh, in in college as a <laughs> as a eighteen year old boy. But whatever. Uh, yeah, so there it is. Spouse stores, baby. Spouse and sigos. Uh, what do you have next, Rich? What is a funny story that your family likes to tell about you? I always pretended that I was Alex Trebek as a kid. This is a very popular story to tell about how I would. There was a there was a mirror at my grandmother's house, my grandfather's house, that had uh, the, the lattice uh, design on it that looked an awful lot like the the category board on Jeopardy. So as a as a small boy, I would stand up there and pretend that I was Alex Trebek hosting Jeopardy and go categories 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 and it would just be the window and i'd have no questions i would just ask <laughs> my relatives to pretend that they were playing jeopardy pick a category and then i would just say correct and they get points okay and then once every 10 minutes i would say daily double uh and <laughs> that was a, that that is the story is that i was i was a, a, a blossoming alex trebek uh because i i play jeopardy in front of the window of my grandmother's house that is adorable mm-hmm <laughs> Jep- uh, see, it wasn't Jeopardy. It was Jeppy. Jeppy. That was the way it was. Jeppy as a, as, a, as, a, as a kid. It was Jeppy. I was Alex Trebek hosting Jeppy with categories and Daily Double. <laughs> That's yeah. so fucking cute, man. <laughs> it's, 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 dude, it's, it's great for my brand, let me tell you. Uh, Charlie, what's a funny, family, uh, funny story that your family tells about you? 
I think they think it's funnier than it's going to come out when I say it out loud, but they bring it up enough that they clearly think it's hilarious. Um, so I think several people in this group can relate to being the sort of child that might be concerned <laughs> that they might be more of a burden than they actually are. So I was also the type of child that drank. <laughs> just, just drank. This sentence sounds like something other than what it is, but I drank oh. a lot. Like I just always drank a lot, a lot, a lot. So when we would go to mm-hmm. restaurants. I would just inhale whatever I was drinking. And one time we were at just some like generic place. It might've literally been like the Outback. And mm. I like got the waitress's attention at like eight years old, nine years old, some nonsense. And just like asked, like, excuse me, are the refills free? Huh. And no one has ever let me forget that as like a nine year old, I asked a waitress if the refills were free because I knew I was going to drink 30 sodas. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't want to be like a jerk about it. Super considerate. It's very considerate of you. I I thought so. yeah so like oh yeah let's tease him for being considerate like this is a good way <laughs> to like it? stimulate maturity and growth. I mean, that's yeah. Listen to this idiot child being fiscally <laughs> the, responsible. The thing is like when we were when we were younger there were a lot of restaurants that know. didn't do free refills. So that's a totally reasonable <laughs> question to ask. Like my parents <laughs> would always you. yell at us if we got more than two because like especially like local joints. Yeah, they, they'd be like, it's not free refills. You can't have more than two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like asking, are refills free as a child because you wanted more soda, you wanted to drink more? Absolutely reasonable. I'm going to jump in there. Were the refills actually not free or did they just not want you to have more than two sodas? Both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a little column A, a little yeah. column B. Yeah. Is that when, uh, when, Charlie told, oh, sorry, when, uh, when Sean tells daughter that like, the TV is sleeping and Alexa is sleeping. <laughs> Alexa's sleeping right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, she heard me. It's so easy to lie to children. <laughs> kids are so fucking stupid. Yeah, no. God. Uh, Grow Tess, up, kids. Tess, can you, can you isolate that so we can share it with Alice in a few years? Um. <laughs> Man, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. It's going to be blatantly obvious. Like, look, you were, like, when my daughter grows up, I'm like, look, man. You were, you were bright for a baby. You were still a baby. Like, come on, let's let's be real. Here. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's be real. Cap here, like you're you're pretty, you're pretty smart for nine weeks old. But come on, come on, you're nine weeks old. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Tim, what's a funny story that your family tells about you? Uh, uh, only one I can think of. I don't actually know if it's real. Um, <laughs> but my mom brings it up every so often apparently at some point uh at like because we did we traveled a lot when we were kids uh there was a lot of traveling military brat family like it happens uh and at some point we were at some sort of restaurant for whatever reason my brain thinks it's like a some sort of turnpike restaurant or something like that like one of those rest stops and i guess we're in line uh, shortly after aladdin had come out or sometime, or something like that. Actually, you know what? While I'm telling the story, I'm going to fact okay. check the shit out of it. Because I don't actually know when Aladdin came out. Mm. Nope. 1992. Okay, that's reasonable. Um, so, I, I guess I saw a, uh, an uh, Indian man and a small Indian child behind us and decided to scream, Mom! 
It's a baby cheating. Oh boy. Oh, oh man. boy. See, so your uh, family is you. So, so you can't verify whether or not this actually happened. None of my siblings say they were there for this story. Okay. So the only verifiable person is my mom. Okay. So you're presumably roughly around the age of three to four when this allegedly happened. It was in the U.S., so I had to be at least three because that's when right. I moved to the U.S. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but they. So and how I, often they tell the story about you? <laughs> uh, my mom has brought it up several times in my growing up. Uh, but also, I used to love Aladdin as a kid, so like, it, yeah. it's possible. It's within a own possibility. Okay. <laughs> hey, it happens. It does. <laughs> it's a baby G. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, shit, yeah. Sean, how about you? Um, hmm. one time I left my aim signed in in those days. I left my aim signed in on my home computer and I went to my next door neighbor's house and we were hanging out and we got on aim. And then I saw and then so and then I started messaging myself. So someone was messaging me from my own aim and I was like. And I got unreasonably upset and threatened and threatened this person. I was like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And I'm like, maybe 11 at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm just like, I just go off on this person. Who it turns out is my dad. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask if it was mom or dad. <laughs> yeah. And so I just fucking go off on them. And I was grounded for <laughs> a little while. But I think... Um, yeah, I. Uh, that's, that's when I learned to control my emotions and be a little bit more even keeled. Yeah. <laughs> was when I, when I went off on my mom slash dad, uh, for signing in on for the for the egregious sin of signing in under my aim and talking to me. Right it's a violation. You can't do that. You can't do it. They they thought they were being funny. I did not think they were being yeah. funny. <laughs> As Evans, by the way, you're like, yo, bitch, <laughs> take care of this. Yeah. yeah. Identity theft is not funny. Meet me outside, you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> yep. Catch me outside, how about that? How about yeah. that? Rich, uh, what about you? So, my parent, my family likes to embarrass me. So, all of the stories they tell that are funny are at my expense. Um, and the two that I can really think of. The one is 220s. So that is, um, we're hanging out at home. My brother orders pizza for all of us. They come to, to um, deliver the pizza, and he gives me the money, and he's like, here, go pay and get the pizza. And the, the total comes out to like 38.50. And he gives me 40 bucks. He gave me 220s. Guy says 38.50. And I look, and I'm like, um, um, and I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I, you didn't give me enough. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, thirty-eight fifty. you only gave me two twenties. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I just, I had a brain fart is all it is. It, like I had enough money, but I had a brain fart. Um, so now you've told a story before. And I want to confirm. Did you continue to fight him on this? <laughs> no, like, af- like after like a few moments goes by, I'm just like, here you go. I like. I don't think I fought it. I can't remember if I fought it. But like yeah. everyone I've ever known has been told that story. The other story, and I believe I've told this one also on the podcast, 
is the post office is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I know. I that. had I had letters to deliver. Or I had letters that had to go out to in the mail, and I was like, "Oh, there's a mailbox right up the corner. I can just drop them in the mailbox." So I grab the mail and I walk up to the mailbox. And there's no mailbox. I'm like, what the hell? I thought there was a mailbox. Well, the post office is down the street. I'll just bring one to the post office. Now, I'm on... My parents' house was on the right side of the post office. And the drive-by mailboxes are on the left side of the post office. The post office is right here at at the corner of the, 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 um, the, the block. So I walk two blocks down the road. And I go to get, not even thinking, to go into the post office to drop them in like a drop slot. And the post office was closed. I didn't see the mailboxes on the other side. And I walked home. Did you drop those letters off? No, the post office is closed. And then you just hear my mom. Oh my god. And I'm like, what? She's like, you didn't just drop them off in the boxes next to it. I'm like, what boxes next to it? There mm. were I. What are you talking Box about? Street. And they try to argue, tell me that there's boxes next to it. I'm like, I, I didn't. Dear. I, I've never walked by that post office from that side. Mm. I've never noticed those boxes. I didn't know that they were there. They're not obvious on the street, but whatever. Mm. So they always like to embarrass me. Um, but I will do one more okay. that my grandmom used to tell, which is more endearing. Uh, whenever she would watch me and no one else, and it was just me, my parents, my family keeps embarrassing me. I can't stand it. Here's my fifth example of how they do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's she would always oh, tell the story. So she was like, <laughs> she, she was, she'd be like, it's always the cutest when I'm watching uh, Richie by himself because I'll hear him say, "Come on, Batman, let's go." Because I'd be playing Batman and Robin, and I'd be Robin. Because I was always Robin, and so she was <laughs> like, it was like he still plays as Robin when when he even when he's by himself." So, All right. so that, that's a nice one. It's that's more endearing one. and sweet. I like that. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, there was a. A device in this office that was beeping at me, and anytime there's a beeping that I don't recognize, I'm like, "Oh, that's it. That's the it's the National Weather Service, you know, friggin' hurricane meteor storm. It's coming in. It's my prayer. Uh, yeah. We're dying. This is it. Because you get that like terrifying like on your phone now, like, and you just look at it, and it's like, this is it. This is when they're telling us that the nukes are being fired or something. Yeah. And it's always like, yo, it's gonna be like windier than usual on your drive home. Yeah. Uh, just be careful. Like, okay. Thank you. That's yeah. The oh, mine will be like a kid's been kidnapped in Philadelphia, and it's like I live in North Carolina now. So yeah, that's always it's like an amber alert or a silver alert or something like that. So yeah, not not that's a good. It's like oh god, the the blaring noise makes sound like you know there's a rocket headed for your house, and it's yeah. like okay, this is still then the alert, and it's like okay, this is bad, but it's not rocket headed for my house, bad. Yeah, and then like but anyway, that's when that's the noise that was going on. When we all worked in, in offices, when they first introduced that feature on phones, and you would hear it slowly glo- go across the office with one phone at a time, just on a slight delay yeah, with yeah. Each, each, each and everybody. Uh, Rich, yeah. what's next? Uh, what is your star sign? Uh, astrological sign, yeah, Cancer. All right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Leo. 
I'm a fish. Mm. Hey, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm two fish. I only got one bottle, Timmy. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a Scorpio. Charlie, what did you say? Scorpio. Okay. Do you guys know what your star signs say about you, or you just know the literal? Right. Uh, mine says, Bang. I am emotional Bang. and creative. And uh, depending on which one you read, I am either I either cry a fuck ton or I just pay enough attention and am uh, good enough with empathy to understand other people's problems but don't relate them to myself. Yeah, I've usually read that Pisces are kind of considered the dreamers and are a little bit more like the head in the clouds of the three water signs. And I've usually heard that cancers are the same. <laughs> oh, it's no not secret. To put Matt on blast. The only thing I know about mine is that uh, I was warned not to shove a roll of duct tape up my nose while taking my driver's test. Me too. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> the, oh my gosh. Right there, so somebody would get. Sean. <laughs> Uh, do you know what your uh, your science is about you? If apparently, being a Sagittarius means that I'm faithful, intelligent, forceful, and sympathetic, one of a kind, gifted, and wise beyond my years. And mm. freedom is one of my most obvious attributes. So that's what that says about me. Yeah, I feel like that that it's an interesting attribute. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I'm, say I'm more I... free than everyone. Well, Sagittarius is usually described as like being the star sign of like wanderlust, like the the urge to like mm-hmm. go out and explore and see things. So I don't know. I mm-hmm. feel like maybe Sounds right. ties into that. I, I feel like that mostly hit you on the nose, though, Sean. Like that got that was like pretty 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 accurate with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the forceful part. I don't mm-hmm. know how forceful <laughs> you are, but forcefully free. <laughs> yeah. And. If I remember correctly, aren't Leos like prideful and like natural born leaders or some shit, which or just a dick. Yeah, or so dick. so Leos are a fire sign, but they're also one of the four each of the signs, like you have the four elements, and then even within the four elements, or I guess without the four elements, you have like like with with fire, Leo is the fixed sign. With water, Scorpio is the fixed sign. Um, with Earth, Taurus is the fixed sign, and I think Aquarius is the fixed air sign. And those are kind of the slightly more uh, stubborn and more domineering signs of each of the subgroups. So, like Leo, uh, the symbolism gets into the prideful boastfulness of fire with like the leadership of fixed signs tend to be like stubborn tape charged like we're doing things by my rules so like so yeah sorry it's just comparable to scorpio in a weird roundabout way which to hijack back to me at a boy astrology section hijack Um, away yeah, it was. Get it. it Get like yeah. it. Really yes. yes. uh, teach us. Teach us. Um, but so so. Yeah. No. So so, the water signs are kind of, fire signs are known for, their ambition, air signs are known for their, thought from a logical and problem solving perspective, whereas water signs are known of thinking Emotion. from an emotional and feeling out the vibe of a situation perspective. 
and earth signs are kind of known from a mm. uh grounded and kind of about the things in their lives perspectives um so so sorry back to leo being fixed fire compared to so prideful domineering scorpio is like emotional but still kind of has that like quiet domineering undercurrent which is how i am i am the type of personality Mm. that like every time i become part of a group i eventually run to become president of it um usually that's not by choice usually (laughs) before i get to that point i end up doing something like treasurer or vice president because i enjoy having like a hand on the steering wheel but i don't like the attention of it same (laughs) um yeah so like like I, i like to feel out the vibe of a situation and like nudge it in a direction down a cohesive path but i don't actually Mm. want the spotlight in the way that a fire Mm. sign might crave spotlight yeah yeah you're dick cheney (laughs) yes so so one of the the many ways that i don't think i've ever mistaken a human for a deer or was it a turkey he shot (laughs) shot a dude in the face with buckshot Mm mm-hmm yeah, he okay, so, so he thought they were a deer. And then somebody yeah. apologized to him on the news for him shooting their son yeah. in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for looking so much like a game, like a, like a sport animal to you. <laughs> well, normal people don't have answers. <laughs> so what I'm... Sorry, we shouldn't say wow. normal. <laughs> Normies out there. So, so, so what I'm hearing is my star sign is the reason I tortured myself for over eight hours trying to fight Melania in Elden Ring by myself because yeah, of the pride of trying to mm-hmm. beat it by myself. Yeah, because you wanted to be yeah. better. I, ne- I didn't do it, by the way. I didn't get it. And in control of the situation. I, I, ended, I ended up bringing in Let Me Solo Her, and it still took him three tries. Uh, Rich, <laughs> what is a... Uh... Whereas cancers are Rich, bleeding heart to... problem solvers. Uh, next, what is the max comfortable car travel time? Your... 45 minutes. 45 minutes, huh? Yeah, honestly, I hate being in a fucking car. Hmm. And, like, after 45 minutes, I have shifted positions enough times that it's like, cool, I can no longer find a comfortable position. I am tired of whatever music or podcast we're listening to. And my ass hurts. Get me the fuck out of the seat. Hmm. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so the tra- the drives up and down from North Carolina have uh, not it's not take like been two and a half days if you're stuck every forty five minutes. <laughs> well, I don't, but I'm okay. no longer comfortable. I'm just fucking spiteful. It's like I'm going to do this uh, as okay, fast okay. as possible. Uh, Charlie, what about you? Maximum uh, tr- comfortable hmm. travel time in a car. Uh, so I I would say I'm more patient than Tim. Um, so I think it depends on how we're defining comfort because I think that I would say that my bladder is the upper limit on this equation. Say, like, that's um, how you're really if, if we're, if stop. we're saying that, like, if we're saying that stopping to go to the bathroom and then immediately getting back in the car is all one trip, I would say that like five to eight hours is the longest I would drive. Well, in, like, five one days, trip. That's a huge burst Jeez. of time. Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. I drive to West Virginia like I don't know two times three times every quarter, right. mm-hmm. so like 
it's, and that's like a five and a half to eight hour drive, depending on which of my sites that I have to go to. We're going to a rugby tournament in August that's in Ottawa, and I think that's an eight hour drive from here. Um, mm. So we're going to take the we're going to ride with another one of my teammates, I think, because I don't feel like organizing airplane travel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I you make a five and a half hour drive frequently mm. enough and your brain starts mm. to just accept its fate, especially when you're driving in the mountains in the winter when it's snowing. You just life can only get wow. so shitty and you just accept See, it. I think five and a half hours in a yep. day, like as far as like straight through without like before I make a stop of some sort, I'm at about I was going to say three. It's probably closer to like two, two and a half hours, because at that point, as mm hmm. I'm assuming I'm stopping to pee. I, oh, I'm saying okay, like okay. I can stop to pee and immediately get back in the mm -hmm. car. I'm not saying I go eight hours without. <laughs> you see, usually I'll stop and go to the bathroom, but like also like I'll stretch my legs, I'll go get a drink from the vending machine, I'll check Twitter or something. Like I'll do other stuff, and like you know I also have the benefit like I'll go in like you know I have a couple of minutes you know waiting for my wife to get out, so I I can spend that time like you know get a snack, get a drink, something like that. And really reload like think about like okay well i already listened to this whole podcast i'm gonna pick out another podcast to listen to or you know pick another album that we're gonna put on for the next right so i i, I don't yeah. count take over the local gym in pokemon exactly. go yeah, like, yeah, exactly. we get it yeah, po yeah pogo uh back when we were when i was still playing pokemon go the uh the pa turnpike was a godsend man it was always fighting over the the blue star <laughs> uh the blue star rest stop in the middle of the in the, the turnpike i just got kicked oh, out yeah. of a pa turnpike oh, oh wow <laughs> Yeah. like today um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah yeah so uh yeah that all of that so i would say two two and a half hours before i need to like even if i don't have to go to the bathroom i'll, I'll want that time to like just stretch my legs you know get my get my back loose up get psyched up and ready for the next leg of the trip how about you rich uh i'm i'm at about two and a half to three hours uh when i went to uh ohio this past uh or last year it was Probably at about two hours to two two hours and fifteen minutes ish when I started counting down and trying to track how long until the next rest stop where I could get up and stretch my legs, and like I would try to push it to about three hours each way, uh, like on the way to Pittsburgh because that's only five hours. I did like every two hours, but then like I did a straight go from Pittsburgh yeah, wow. to Cleveland, which I believe is three. Um. But then on my way back from Springboro to, to, to here was nine. And so it was like every about two and a half to three hours, I was like, I need to stop. I need to stretch. I need to fill up my gas tank and, and chill for a bit. How about you, Sean? Um, it's however long Alice can stand being in the car. Like once <laughs> it's, which is usually around like two hours is when she starts to get real antsy. And and then it, it starts to become a like a chore because she's so upset. She's just like, I don't want to be yeah. in here anymore. And you're yeah. like, Well, we have another hour and yeah. fifteen minutes. So <laughs> unless you're buckle up, idiot. You better shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's. I think it's like two hours is usually how long she can mm. stand being in the car before it gets bad. So and and when it gets bad for her, it gets bad for us. So yeah, sure. Now, does it, now, when it gets bad for her, does it 
you know, you, you have to like stop for like a, li- a a good while, like stop for like lunch and sit for an hour and a half or like if you give her like 10, 15 minutes, like get her cleaned up and everything, then she's okay. Usually, usually if you like, if we just stop for like five or 10 minutes, she'll be okay. Gotcha. Okay. But it's just, she just needs, she just needs that like little break. Yeah. It's a car seat that long. I mean, that's a, geez. yeah, you can't move. You can't like readjust yourself yeah. really. No good. So restrictive, no man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Rich. Let's wrap this up. What uh, What do we got last? Charlie, you know, you know what time it is. What 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 time? Nine thirty three. Thank you, Timmy. It's the road show. <laughs> the, the nice thing about the the telling the time joke is that it never gets old, and I never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, once. So we, we each I don't think have, I did it last time. I don't think you did either. Uh, we each have an email uh, labeled Addendum 1 of an image of something that was being appraised on the hit PBS show, The Antiques Roadshow, Tim. Mm, yeah. What's that? Uh, <laughs> um, that we will identify, appraise, and then we will have a special episode of I think I, 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 think, I think I have to back out of this one. I think I might have Do to back you know this, this one because I think I know what this is. I oh, think so. I'm, oh, this I, is the this is is this the mobile that you always talk about? I think this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the one. I don't remember what you what? said. All right, all right. Yeah, let, let everybody else talk first. Let everybody else talk first. So, so is well, that what that is? Is that a like mobile? a mobile? Like I, I'm not saying, I, was, I'm not I thought I could see. I'm not saying anything. Just... Yeah, I'm gonna let the three of you uh, hash this out first. <sighs> but, then Matt, you're you're gonna have to be one of the players. All right. It didn't even occur to me that that might be a. Yeah, I, I thought it was just I like it was a shitty colors family on a tree canvas. on a wall. Yeah, I thought it was a really weird so, painting. So what we're what we're looking at? There's a blue background. It could be. To be clear, I'm pretty sure I know this is what this is. I could be I could no. be way off, but I, I am I'm 99 sure I know what this is. No, I can I can see it now that you mentioned like a mobile because it, it the, the lines I thought initially were drawn on, but you look harder and it looks like wired, drawn down, uh, uh, holding on to some things that are hanging off of it, like a white looking light, like the back of an arrow, uh, some like half moons at the bottom of it. They're called fletchings. I'd, mm-hmm. Sure. I thought they were the shoes. back of an arrow. Get the fuck out. <laughs> plebeian shit. A little but, circle. Yeah. And then... Well, it's a three-armed alien. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a three-armed alien. Four-armed alien? It's got a lot of arms. It's hard to see. I think it's, it's got several arms. It's a jellyfish. So this is a spectral jellyfish mm-hmm, yeah. from the... Uh, um, I don't know. The nidosphere. Uh, yeah, sure. Um... I lost it after I said spectral jellyfish. Um, I could have gone with the jellyfish was opening for Kohi Jambrio on that cruise they were just doing. <laughs> oh, I would oh, I wouldn't mind going to see spectral jellyfish. We are spectral jellyfish. And then they just go <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and you boot off the stage. It's awful. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's awful great. So, uh, all right. So you guys get to spectral jellyfish. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just. Based on the reactions I mean, and everything, I'm gonna go a hundred grand just because of all the reactions and everything. Okay. I don't know what the fuck this is, but sure, we'll just go. It's the worst mobile of the solar system ever created. <laughs> that doesn't even revolve around a center point. 
doesn't even have enough planets when there were nine planets or even now that there are eight planets or is it back to nine? Are we sure nine? it's our solar system? It it's some solar system. <laughs> there's there's an exoplanet beyond Pluto. They made Earth two planets so now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, $5,000 because why not? Charlie? $75. $75. Okay. Sean? Uh, so this looks like garbage. Mm-hmm. Like somebody Correct. made like it's made a it's mm-hmm. it's it's wire that you could find at Michael's mm-hmm. and just looks like pieces of uh construction paper on glued to the ends mm-hmm. of it. And I'm gonna say one point five million dollars. This mobile is worth one million dollars. Uh, and and <laughs> Charlie, since 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 you're new here, um last last session we had a fake item on the antique search. So, oh. what are the chances of us getting a fake item back to back? If you want to change your number, I'd, I'd, I'd allow it. No, no, no. Okay. I, Char- I, Char- Charlie's I'm making a statement here. Swirls, I'm uh, so, I'll be in the Brose pool. <laughs> I'm telling you how much it's worth. Yeah. I don't care what the answer <laughs> is. <laughs> the answer is a lie. If it's All right. Uh, who wants to join me in the Brose players today? Cha, would you like to? Do I have uh, it? You should. Where is he hiding? It would be. It would be a, uh, answer, answer key. key? Is what okay, I was afraid to scroll down on that. Yeah. All right, uh, Charlie. You want to be the guest or the appraiser? I don't know, man. You pick your. All right, favorite. you be the guest. I'll be the appraiser. Okay. All right. I'll. Okay. All right. And action. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't scroll. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I keep going. It's a mobile by Alexander Calder, and Calder gave it to my aunt. Ugh, it feels so unnatural to say it like that. I'm going to say it like we say it in Delco. Aunt. My aunt, <laughs> my aunt and uncle. Sorry, Kyle says aunt. Having a cocktail party. That I don't <laughs> get that my Delco aunt, going, boy. My aunt and uncle. I'm going to say it correctly. <laughs> we're having a cocktail party, and Calder was visiting friends of theirs who were invited to the party, so they took Calder along. And my aunt was very creative, and among other things, she had done a needlework pillow of one of Calder's works, and he was astounded. He'd never seen one like that before, and so she gave it to him. And a couple of days later, somebody appeared at the doorway, and he has given her this mobile as a thank you for the pillow. You've owned this for a while, since uh, 1985, I believe. Yeah. And uh, you had it uh, a slight restoration to it in 1986. Uh, some of the colors were uh, touched up a bit. Yeah, and that clearly that's going to have an effect to the on the value to a certain degree. Yeah, this was originally given to your to your aunt in 1958. Yes, but this probably, as far as the actual date of destruction, dates a little bit earlier than 1958. Oh yes, I think Alexander- it's early 40s was a guess. Alexander Calder essentially invented the art form uh, known as a mobile. Right. And it became very iconic of 1950s modern art. Uh, and I think the late 50s sort of marks a turning point where he begins to concentrate more on larger installations. It's made of very thin wire. And then these, uh, these are usually either aluminum or an anodized weather-resistant material. Yeah. Uh, that that it's, it's slipped in and then very delicately soldered. 
and you can see in here where all knots and joints all put in a very balanced, uh, balanced kind of format. He always liked the use of primary colors. This one, uh, this back one is a little bit more of an orange, and some of the other appraisers on the set thought this might be a little unusual uh, of a color. We should mention the Alexander Calder Foundation. Yes. Which is a, a major element in both identifying the work of Alexander Calder, uh, authenticating it. Uh, and I believe that you had sent me some sort of documentation. We've sent the documentation and a transparency, and they just said they would need to look at it in person. And we haven't gone to New York to do that. Uh, Calder Association is, uh, like any foundation, <laughs> is set up so that an artist's work uh, are not diluted. And that's why they're very diligent about keeping up to make sure that things are authenticated. So if that, if that they are sold, they do have the authenticity. I know this was earlier, back in the late 80s or 90s. You had an approximate value of, of what it was worth. The man who restored it said it was at least thirty thousand. It it's gained a bit in value since then. Uh, we worked up the value somewhat to a consensus, and it still needs to be validated. Uh, based on that, a fair auction value the range is somewhere between four hundred and six hundred thousand dollars. How much? Four hundred six hundred thousand at auction at somewhat of a wholesale price. Right now, Alexander Calder's market is extremely hot, and in a good retail setting, it would not. And be at all conceivable that this very small, wonderful piece of art could probably break one million. Oh my god. Uh, not bad for a pillow. Oh, no, my problem is I have one mobile and two children. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure your husband, who's watching off camera, will be equally, uh, equally happy with the good news. <laughs> oh, I think so. That's great. End scene. The million dollar mobile. This bullshit. The fuck? <laughs> That's why I hate art. Oh, man. I remember, sock puppets I remember where I was when I saw this thing for the first time on the Antiques Road show. Like, I, I think. It was like two in the morning, and I think <laughs> yeah. the, the two guys when we played Antiques Roadshow <clears throat> game back in college, uh, when we were watching this late at night, I think we stayed for another two hours just in, in slack-jawed disbelief that this thing was worth a million dollars. So good job by all. Unreal. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, the Calder Association Mobile. Good, good, good win, Sean. Good win. Oh, it yeah. feels dirty, but good win, right? Uh, yeah. I guess a million and a half. I guess a million. I mean, to be fair, I already backed myself out, and so Sean does win. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, but I only guessed that because I remember Matt being so upset about it. That's <laughs> fucking stupid. I'm I, I, found, I found a video of the appraisal, and I'm looking at it like in a much better format. You know those Twitter jokes that are Fuck like, I think thing. about this all the time? <laughs> like, I, I genuinely do think about this mobile like once a week. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, like, implant itself in my brain now. Just like, what the fuck? Million dollar like, mobile, man. Uh, all right, we've, uh, we've gone a little, we've gone a little bit long on this episode, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make an executive decision that we're gonna hold off on any takes or anything like that until yeah. next episode. You guys all right with that? Do, do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no takes this episode. I have, a, sure. I have a take on that take. Yeah, well, you, you can tell us your take on Twitter, where, where people can find you at? Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Sean? At, hey, it's SOB. And you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. Charlie, do you have Twitter? No. 
Nope. All right. I don't really have anything other than Facebook, but people can look up the Baltimore Flamingos RFC Rugby Mm -hmm. Football Club. Uh, We just recently had a drag show that's up on our YouTube channel, and I think people can still uh, submit donations. We're currently fundraising to go to the Bingham Cup, and I can explain that more in an episode where we're less crunched for time. We do it during plugs at the end of the show, but uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Of course, the podcast is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at brose podcast, and it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. Uh, you can listen to our sh- anywhere refined podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email at brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed a world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com at her shop. And our theme music is When by Stephen Sibert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time plugs, everybody. Rich, what's going on with PodQuest and streaming and all that jazz? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for a uh, video game streaming of all kinds. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday from generally 6 or 7 to 10 o'clock at night. Uh, coming up is my one-year stream anniversary. Uh, that lands on June 1st. However, I will be doing a up to 24-hour subathon on the 4th as a celebration uh, basically means that I'll stream for three hours, and if I get any new subs, we add an hour, and if we get up to 24 or up to 21 oh, subs, gonna be good. I will be streaming for 24 hours straight because I'm old, and so I can't, <laughs> I can't go beyond 24 hours. But if we do break 21 subs, I will find a way to pay it back to you over the coming weeks. Um, there's also uh, uh, one quest that's uh, facebook.com slash one quest online or just look them up on any of your pod catchers for pod quest the weekly nerdy talk show where this week we are talking the raid 2 for our bi-weekly book club as well as bonus action the tabletop podcast where me and sean and friends play dungeons and dragons can we get to hour 23 of that stream just be like we're gonna play a fucking Kirby's Adventure. Here we go. <laughs> the, the the goal is twelve noon Saturday to twelve noon mm, Sunday. Okay. And Sean, when you're not uh doing D and D, you also go online. Uh, you actually go in real life and then put your frisbee videos online, correct? Yeah, Obi Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is Obi underscore Disc Golf. Uh, I co-host the Taste Speakers Music Podcast with my brother Alex Kaznell. We are working on season two right now, which is on a bit of a research slash Matt's got a baby break. Uh, but we are uh, in the process of putting together our episodes for season two. I'm very excited to do an episode on Carol King and Adele. Man, Carol freaking King. Uh, it's going to be really good. Uh, but you can go back and listen to our first season uh, now. There are eight episodes up. You can listen to episodes uh, comparing and contrasting albums from Neurosis and Mastodon, from Run the Jewels and System of a Down, from George Jones and Craig Finn, who Craig Finn, by the way, just put out an album uh, yesterday from the time we were recording this, so very timely. If you want to listen to some old Craig Finn solo stuff, hear us talk about that. But go back and listen to the Taste Fakers podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and we'll resume re- uh, putting out episodes. Uh, if you subscribe to any of our feeds, you'll start getting episodes as soon as we start putting them back out on Thursdays. And that's it, right? Charlie, you wanted to talk about uh, you know talk about your, your the fundraiser you're doing anymore? Yeah. So 
basically every two years there is a huge, 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 huge social rugby tournament. Um, it change it's international. It changes city every two years. It's called the Bingham Cup, uh, named in honor of Mark Bingham. If you guys know your nine eleven history, one of the flights fought back. Um, it was a flight ninety three. That flight crashed, I believe, in the middle of Pennsylvania. Mark Bingham was yeah. Mark Bingham was one of the people that led that charge to like fight back against the hijacking. Um, and he was a, a gay rugby player, um, a member of the IGR international gay rugby community. He played for the, I believe the San Francisco fog. Um, and now we have this international uh, gay rugby tournament named after him that, like I said, it's, a coincidence that it's a gay rugby tournament, but it's the largest social rugby tournament in the world. There will be several thousand rugby players in Ottawa this summer. Jeez. Um, but my, my team is a relatively young team. We've been fundraising for about six years and we're hoping to roster, well, at least a 25 man side. We're probably sending a couple guys to play with another team, another few teams that we're, and where, and where can people find for fundraisers uh, for where can people find and want to donate? Uh, if to, you, to... if you Google Baltimore Flamingos RFC, um, that should get us there. I can look up a better link, um, in between sessions, yeah. um, and get that out to you guys. I kind of, meant to talk about this and forgot to prepare for it that's fine we got to uh, the, 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 the 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 name of this show is thinking of a great idea and not doing any prep in advance <laughs> for it so we'll get, get, get us a link we'll, we'll put it out so no 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 worries at all yeah we'll put it on the we'll put put it on the show notes and then we'll put it in socials as well it's a, uh, awesome. it's a good podcast to read it's like you'll put it we'll put it in the show notes yeah links in the show notes yeah, big it's a big podcast. Everyone's very notes. professional. That's my favorite part of podcast. I, dro- I dropped that in an email to producer Gus Riley last week. I said, uh, "Hey, uh, no, by the way, also no notes, but it'd be very professional to start going." Yeah, notes. None. No, we're doing. It. <laughs> uh, that's it, guys. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Wheaton, Sean O'Brien, Charlie Pam, and the entire Action Moves team. Moves. My name is Matt Kesnell, Reminding you all. Be smart about being stupid. Charlie, did you move? I very quietly because I got confused. <laughs> okay.